When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are fired up for episode 120 of Catfish on Ice. I see Rich Howe over there. He's my co-host. Is definitely fired up. I am fired up. I think the entire Preds fan base is fired up tonight. This is Catfish on Ice, episode 120, with Chad Minton and Rich Howe, your host. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a very eventful weekend, to say the least. What do we even say, Rich? What do we even say? I don't even know. um, Frustrating is is the word that comes to mind. Yeah, frustrating is a fair word. Frustration. um, Disappointment a little. A little disappointment setting in, but... What are you going to do? Well, what are you, you, want, do? you want to see the team execute in the clutch situations. We do our clutch performers of the week every week. We're going to do those this week. Yep. But you really want to see this team really mm. – you want to see this team like deliver in these clutch moments, and they weren't yeah. able to do that against the Penguins. And they weren't able to do that against the Florida Panthers in a very, very difficult back-to-back scenario. I mean, when you're asking for a team to go against the Florida Panthers and the Pittsburgh Penguins in a back-to-back this late in the season, that is a very difficult task. It was, and that is, I will totally agree. Both of those games were winnable. That's the bad part. They had perfect opportunities to win both of those games and just couldn't get it done. So those were, especially the Pittsburgh game. I feel like they just kind of gave that one away a little bit. Florida, I can kind of understand, but they, they had it. They were in that one the whole game I felt as well. They were. Yep. It just couldn't, couldn't pull it off, but definitely. What are you going to do? This is, this is episode 120 of Catfish on Ice presented by DraftKings. And as (laughs) always, we are part of the awesome, Hockey Podcast Network. We're getting into the nitty-gritty of this NHL season. There's no room for error here. The Preds are right there on that playoff bubble. And we've got to buckle ourselves in because I'm telling you, I'm I'm, I'm holding true to this. I think that that back-to-back to end the season, Colorado, Arizona, to close out the season is going to be to make the playoffs. It's going to be a basically a player way in for the Predators. 100% agree. I hope Shouldn't I'm wrong. Like I love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong, but I just I feel hope, like that's what's going to come down to. I hope so too. But if you look at the, the rest of the schedule, three three games should be uh, w- very winnable for them. The other games, all the rest of them are not very, very doubtful. So, and you could even say so. 
Don't feel well, good can, about it. That's for sure. Can we e- can we even trust matchups anymore, though? Like honestly, you like can't. yeah, you're you right. See, but... You see a team on the other side, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, we should beat that team, and it never happens that way. But uh, yeah, you look at the schedule, and it's tough. Like it's it's a difficult remaining schedule for sure. Let's for let sure. you know what we got in store for you for episode 120 of Catfish on Ice. We are going to really dive into the Preds Penguins fallout. I'm not mm. calling it recap. I'm calling it fallout. It's a fallout because that game really got the emotions flowing. It was, uh, of course, the Evgeny Malkin no. cross check. <laughs> that's got everyone rightfully upset. There's plenty of people out there. This is what I really love to see. There's so many uh, media personalities out there mm-hmm. who are speaking out against that dirty hit and that dirty play. And we're basically all sick of this preferential treatment that we're seeing, not just for <laughs> Penguins players, but for all the star players. We don't want to see that in this game. No, not at all. And and if you look at not even well, obviously the Malkin incident, but not a day or two before Sidney Crosby sucker punched somebody on the ice. Um, yeah, like right in the middle of a play, just hit hit the dude right in the face. Um, yeah, there's just you, you can't be doing that, man. And they cannot give anybody preferential treatment. I don't care who it is, Sidney Crosby included. Sid the kid. Yeah. Sid the kid. So we're going to really dive into that entire game that happened on Sunday. And it was a heartbreaking result, but we are going to get to that. Very much so. Mike Twitter has the jokes tonight. Good evening, guys. Nice haircuts. That's right. Low maintenance. As you can tell, I worked really hard on my haircut tonight, Mike Twitter. I, yeah. I styled it. I got it all ready to go here, as you can see. Yeah. Same. Rich really do, worked do you, hard. I just got to ask dude. you real quick. Do you do you go pay for haircuts, or do you do that yourself? I do that myself. <laughs> awesome. I, I'm not – yeah, I'm not – I, I save too. a little money every month on my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Rich, don't anyway. even lie. Rich, you've got a I nice hairdo over there. You spent like two hours in makeup preparing for this show tonight. I do every week. If You're anybody like the news anchor. It, it's me. You're like the six o'clock news anchor. You've put makeup on. You've got eyeliner, like uh, maybe not eyeliner, but you've definitely whoa. got makeup on. Whoa, whoa, right whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, right, whoa. Yeah. All, right. No All right. We we well, spend a lot of time on our hair tonight, though, Mike Twitter. I'm glad you uh pointed that out. He says he's in the same boat as us. All hmm. right, for all of our listeners that have no idea what we're talking about, they've never watched our live stream. Oh, that's uh, true. Me, me and Rich Howe are both about as bald as you can be. So, yeah, bald is beautiful. Can, we can kind of grow hair. I could yeah, grow some. Yeah, but would it look much. that good? It wouldn't look yeah, good. We're we're, we're in that boat where it's better to shave it. It that's is. That's how I feel about it anyway. I've done it for years. All right. <laughs> all right. For years. Let's get back on track here. Right, so anyway. we're gonna do Preds. We're gonna do Preds and Penguins Fallout. We're gonna talk about that's gonna really be perfect because we're gonna re- do our revised list of teams we despise the most. I think we did mm-hmm. it way back in the early days of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We're gonna revise our list. We're gonna check in. We got a lot of good Twitter responses, so thank you for that. We're gonna see sure. what some of our listeners said about their 
most despised NHL teams. And we've got some rapid-fire topics to get into. A lot of things have happened over the last week for, with this Preds team. I really want to get into um, Lazan. I really want to get into mm. him. And he's starting to grow on me. How are you feeling about him, Rich? I've been all in from day one. All I've in from day in. one. I all agree in. with you on that. You were. You were all on him. Yep. We'll talk about it. But, yes, definitely all in on Lazan. Well, he's starting to grow on me, too. So For we're going to sure. talk about him a little bit. He deserves some. He, he deserves a little bit of love. Because I really think that this past week, he has shown a lot. Jeremy Lazan has really shown a lot to me. And so we're yep. going to get into that. We are also going to give you an early look ahead to the offseason. We're going to see wow. what does this Preds team in this front office really have ahead of them in terms of the offseason. I know and one thing. I think this team is going to go through some changes. I do too. This is the offseason where we're going to see some actual decent changes here. And next season, you're really going to see a new team. Whether mm-hmm. I don't, I, no matter what this team does in the playoffs, if they make it, if they don't, I think we're in store for a very hectic and changing offseason for this franchise. So we I will kind of give you an early look at that. We got to do our clutch performers of the week. We got to do our Rich is going to catch us up on our catfish cold hard oh, picks. God. Let's see if we're doing any better. Me and Rich both have really mm. not been good at this since we implemented this. Not really, not really. But you know, it's what easy can you do to, to make a pick? You know, but are you right? Most of the time, I'm not. So, <laughs> all right. All good. So. Let's get into it with this Preds Penguins fallout. That's our opening face off tonight. And I mean, let's just start with this. The Preds and the Penguins, it was a back to back. It didn't feel like a game that you could be super confident in because the Preds had just come off a really tough, heartbreaking loss to the Florida Panthers. And they played well in that game as well. But then you go into this Penguins game. A three o'clock in the afternoon local time mm-hmm. start, and uh, another really difficult uh, matchup. Yep. The Preds have already beaten the Penguins once this season, and you go into that game, and the Preds are up two to one in the third yeah. period. Nick mm-hmm. Cousins finds a loose puck and makes a really good wicked shot, something he hasn't done very often in his Preds career. But he scores a really good goal to beat DeSmith. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. It just wasn't enough. <laughs> the Penguins kept coming, and it goes to overtime. Preds can't execute in overtime, and they take another really heartbreaking loss. As we really going to go into this final stretch of this season, and what do you know? The Preds are right there on that playoff bubble. The Dallas Stars aren't going anywhere. The Vegas Golden Knights aren't going anywhere, and it's basically become. Wild card or bust. Don't even think about the top three. That is that ship is sailed. That's that over. Is way sailed. You have to claim a wild card spot at this point. And it's a three team race. It's a three team race. Yeah. So I was just looking at the standings. Um the Predators are only one point ahead of Dallas and three points ahead of Vegas. Uh Vegas is out of the wild card spot. Dallas is in the second spot. Um, yeah, 
catching one of the other teams is, is a pipe dream at this point. I just don't, yeah, I don't even see how it's even possible. So, um, yeah. You just look at this whole game. It was a back to back for the penguins as well. So that kind of helped a little bit. Um, just, you know, Duchesne got the first goal um, to, to put them, tie the game. Cousins got, got them in a good spot two one and it just, nothing they just couldn't get anything else going um i really didn't see too much fight from them which i know we're going to talk about Guinea malkin but i would have thought that 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 incident would have lit a fire under the predators and it just did not appear to do so so what do you think about about uh their third period after all that happened well yeah um i see what you're saying i mean nick cousins scores that big goal and you're thinking wow okay the preds are fighting Mm -hmm. back they got to yep. figure out a way that 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 came like with 14 minutes left or give or take 14 minutes left in the third period. So there's still a lot of time left, a hostile crowd if they're a hostile environment they're playing in. And uh, you've got one team in the Penguins who don't really have a lot of pressure on them right now. No. The Eastern Conference playoffs field is set. Yes, yeah, some seating can change. The Penguins could still possibly fall into the wild card, but the Eastern Conference playoff field set. No mm-hmm. one is really fighting for – no one is in the Eastern Conference. You look at the Eastern Conference right now, that you have your teams that are going to make the playoffs. Yep. The Western Conference is still very much up for grabs for a lot of teams. And the Preds were one of those teams in this game where they had to execute in the final moments and – even though they played well enough to win both games this weekend, they did not execute well enough in the late portions of both games to win. Mm-hmm. With that said, there you can use this weekend as a springboard into these final games. You really For can. Sure. And I really hope that my reading on this locker room is not wrong here. Because if my reading on this locker room is correct, then they are going to come into these last games, this last stretch, being extremely ticked off, being extremely focused. They know that they played well enough to win against two really good teams over the weekend. They know what happened with Malkin and what he did to Borowiecki, which we're about to get into. But you know this team is already in playoff mode. They better be. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They better be they better be playing every game like it's an elimination game. Or do you agree with that, Rich? Oh, I 100% agree. Um if you look at like Dallas and Vegas knocking on the door, they have very easy schedules to finish out the season. Um Dallas has a, a really easy schedule even though they lost to the Jer- uh, New Jersey Devils. Um, I don't know who Vegas is taking on. The Predators do still have two, well, maybe one game uh, uh, in hand against Vegas. Uh, but yeah, you can't. You, you you're going to have to do something and and turn the intensity up a little bit and just like you said, get into that playoff mode because, um, yeah, it, it, it's a tough road. It's definitely a tough road for the rest of Dallas, the Dallas. So Dallas still has some tough matchups remaining. They do have a pretty soft schedule compared to the Predators. But they still have some tough matchups. They play. They play on Tuesday night. They play Tampa. 
They play. Okay. They have Minnesota. They have Edmonton left. They have Calgary left on their schedule. They have Vegas left on their schedule. Other than that, a lot of their <laughs> matchups are against lame duck teams that can't make the playoffs. Seattle, Arizona, Anaheim, Vancouver, San Jose. So, um, so yeah, Dallas is right there. And then you look at Vegas. Vegas, I mean, it's so hard to figure out Vegas right now because they've underperformed all season. but And they've had a lot of injuries. Vegas has had a lot of injuries. But they play Vancouver on Tuesday. Then they take on Calgary. They got Edmonton. So those are two really tough games. They still got to play Washington, which is going to be a tough game for them. They play Dallas, of course. And they finish off the season against St. Louis. So it's really hard to really critique each team's schedule. Yeah, you can put out these numbers and these probabilities. But in the end, it's about taking care of your own business. And so for the Preds, I mean, Absolutely. at least they got a – I hate to say this, but at least they got a point against Pittsburgh. They eked out a point. Maybe that could be the difference maker. We really don't know. I mean, just getting a point. One point is was big. good. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, it still stinks to lose in a game like that. But let's yeah. really get into what everyone wants to talk about. I was getting ready to say, yeah. And what everyone is steaming about. The Evgeny Malkin – Uh, let's lay it out for everyone who maybe wasn't watching the game. Maybe they're a little bit behind, but most people have probably already seen this happen. Um, it was basically two players battling for net front position. You had Mark Borowiecki and Evgeny Malkin. And first Malkin slashes Borowiecki. Then the play lingers. The play is already past the point of really battling with each other. And then that's when Malkin basically cross-checks Borowiecki. Yep. Borowiecki, or he slashes his stick out of his hands, right? Is mm-hmm. that how it went? Yeah. yeah. Slashes yeah. his stick. Yeah. Borowiecki responds, because that's how Borrow is. Borrow's going to respond to that. And then that's really when Malkin... Yeah. And, and that's when Malkin cross-checks him in the face. And bloodied his face. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really weird. Um, they kind of didn't show it until like it was kind of after the fact. And they said that Borowiecki slashed Malkin first. I didn't see that. I don't know what that was all about. Um, it was kind of a joke that, that Malkin even was back on the ice because, um, that's definitely a a major penalty. Obviously it should have been, uh, what is it? A match penalty? Is that when they kick you out? Yeah. There's that just would no never happen, though. That, that would never happen to a player like him. I'm sorry. No, absolutely not. But I'm not making should. an excuse for it. I'm not making an excuse for it. I'm saying it's just yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. So he got he got a, a double minor, I think is what it was. But then they gave Borvieski two minutes for slashing. So that only made it a, a two-minute uh, a minor, so a power play. Uh, Borvieski didn't come back. Didn't hear anything else from him at all. So I, at a loss, I was at a loss. It was it was very uh, ridiculous. Um, I was actually tweeting for our for Catfish on Ice, and I brought up the fact that Sidney Crosby got away with punching somebody the other night. Uh, put a video out of that. Malkin seemingly gets away with, you know, uh, damaging Borbieski, so he can't even come back and play. Yeah. So it was ridiculous. I'm right there with but, you. 
we did find some sweet vindication tonight. Uh, you want to go ahead and tell everybody? Yeah, what yeah. So uh, it just came out before we went live. So uh, Malkin had a hearing today uh, regarding that whole situation. And um, this is per Mike DeFabo, Penguins beat writer for the Pits- Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And also, uh, according to Bleacher Report, Open Ice, Evgeny Malkin will be suspended four games for cross-checking Mark Borowiecki on Sunday. So, um, awesome. <laughs> I guess we can kind of uh, feel a little bit better about that because I think that punishment fits the crime. Yeah, I do too. Um, it's, it's just unfortunate. You you don't know what would I, could have happened if Borowiecki would have been in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, Malkin got to continue to play, Borowiecki didn't, so, you know. And that kind of comes down to the in-game officiating, and, I mean, every sport is dealing with this right now. And, unfortunately, yep. these referees, for better or worse, they're not perfect. They are human as well. They make yep. a lot of mistakes. I do feel like it's it's a pretty bad issue right now with the NHL, especially with the goaltender interference calls oh, yeah. that are going on in this sport. But uh, every sport is dealing with this. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, they're all dealing with it. So it's one of those things. Yeah, Mike Twitter says it's fine, but it doesn't help the Preds. Doesn't impact them. It did hurt them, he says. If Penguins play any teams, Preds battling for a spot with those uh, during those four games. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So this brings us to a really good point real quick. Oh, you go, go ahead. You got something? No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Rich. This is a perfect time to talk about our, our next topic. Yes. Which is, who are our most despised teams in the NHL right now? Yes. Um, I know we did this before. I don't remember when. Um, it was way back, Rich. It, it was, was like in the early ago. days of the pod. But I think I think this is a perfect time to talk about this. <laughs> and I think really we know is, which which team is going to probably be, you know, number one on the oh, list yeah. uh, for some spot. So, well, um, if you're prisoners of the moment, if you're prisoners of the moment, then yes, the Penguins yeah. are going to be number one. I kind of put out a, a tweet right because yeah. I was, man, like I was really infuriated Same. by this game and normally oh, yeah. i d- normally i don't get that worked up over losses like i just like it's a long season it's 82 games you're gonna mm-hmm. lose some tough games you're gonna have some some trip ups but when you're talking about a team like the penguins i'm never gonna get over 2017 in the cup no. finals no. i'm never gonna get over <coughs> all the all the preferential treatment that the Penguins seem to get. And then you see a call like that with Malkin on Borowiecki. And then you see the Preds take the 2-1 lead in the third period. And then you see, you see, you talk about the playoff race and how they're really fighting for their playoff lives. And then they turn around Mm -hmm. and lose in overtime pretty quickly, might I add. Mm -hmm. It was pretty Uh, quick. I mean, it was just like. Yeah. Really demoralizing. I called it on Twitter. I said it's one of the most demoralizing back-to-back losses I can remember the Preds having in a while. Not Pretty because bad. they, not because they got crushed in both games, but because they were right there and they could have won those games. That's yep. what made it demoralizing. Absolutely, and you got to look at the Panthers. Panthers are 
stupid good. I mean, they are so good. They're such a great team. And the Predators, you know, they held their own. They held their own against, the. the I would yeah. argue, maybe the best team in the league right now. Um, I know Colorado is well. I would argue that. Top one or two, definitely. Um, and then, you know, you go up against Pittsburgh, back-to-back. They had a back-to-back. Pittsburgh's obviously a tough team. They were on a four-game losing stretch. Mm-hmm. They needed to win as well. Um, Predators hung in and at least got a point from those guys. It could have went either way, truthfully, if you look at it. Um, That's true. Yeah, so if you like you said, if you talk about it in, in the heat of the moment, yeah, the Penguins kind of probably moved up everyone's list a little bit of most despised, mm-hmm. for sure. So let me give you my revised uh, list here. And uh, it's really pretty basic. I mean, uh, no – <laughs> no bells and no bells and whistles on my most despised team list right now. As of April eleventh, twenty twenty two, are we April eleventh now? Yeah, we are. All right. Yes, I have a one A and a one B. Rich, I saw. I see that. There, they are. They are. <laughs> these two teams are two peas in a pod, and <laughs> for the longest time. One of these teams was all by itself. They were just number one on my list. No one could ever come close to touching them. But Sunday's game changed something in me, Rich. I see that. Something something deep down inside me changed me on Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon when I saw Evgeny Malkin completely get away with the proverbial murder in the NHL. Yeah. Absolutely. And got to play the rest of the game as you <coughs> so eloquently mentioned earlier. Yep. So my new list <laughs> is 1A. Coming in at 1A is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Coming in at 1B. I think my co-host Rich Howe knows who my 1B is. It was your number one before this. Yeah, well. That number one has a new uh, has a new a, has some new friend. competition. A new friend. My one B is still the Chicago Blackhawks, and I said subject to change until the Blackhawks decide to do something stupid. Which probably we don't have to wait that long. They'll do something no. stupid probably in the next couple weeks, and maybe I'll move them back to number one by themselves. Maybe. But right now we have a one A and we have a one B. It's the Pittsburgh Penguins and it's the Chicago Blackhawks for me. And not to be outdone, number two is the St. Louis Blues, but they're safe. They're not the most hated team for me anymore. Uh, yeah. We had a Mason from Blues Fan Reacts Mike Twitter and from SB Blues. Nation. Mason, was at, Mason actually softened the hatred for the Blues for me. Mason was an awesome guest. Oh, go, check right. out, go check out his interview <clears throat> we had with him. On episode 119, he's actually a really funny guy. Really yeah. good stuff with him. And we found some common ground. I actually found some common ground with a Blues fan. Yeah. The first time ever in my life. Mason, you had a lot of common good, ground before. Yes. Mason, you're a good dude. So the St. Louis Blues, they are now number two behind 1A and 1B on my list. I don't even have the rest of my list. That's my list right now, Rich. No, that's your list. I see that. Um, <clears throat> I didn't really write a list, but, but I, I know I'm off the top of my head. <laughs> That's fair. <clears throat> so what happens with me is like, I don't, I don't usually have a problem with any team unless they have a player or two that I just don't like. Yeah. Um, 
So my number one, and this is for you, CJ, our friend CJ. It's the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche. It's oh, not, it's not. It's not I'm fire. just kidding. So we'll, we'll we'll find out why when we get to his list. Uh, why right. I said that, but all right. Yeah, my number one is still is still uh, Tampa Bay at the moment. That'll never change for you. I, it's not going to change. It'll, it'll be a little while. Um, number two is probably St. Louis. Um, I really, number three, I guess now is probably going to be the Penguins. I really didn't have a problem with them. You're moving them up though. They're, they're, yeah, they weren't <laughs> on the list. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with them. I know, you know, Sidney Crosby's a, an amazing player. He gets is, away yeah. with Gets away you can't take a, you cannot take away from no. Sidney Crosby's talent. Anyone who you dislikes Sidney Crosby, it has nothing to do with his talent, and it's right. more about it's the game and the sanctity of the game, Absolutely. and not show, not showing preferential treatment. We do not want to see the NHL turn into the NBA, the NFL, when it comes nope. to showing superstar <laughs> players preferential treatment, and that's what we're starting to see. Yeah, yeah, it's. You don't take anything away from the Penguins. You don't. I mean, even Malkin. He's he's an awesome player. Well, of course he but, is. Man, yeah. you just cannot. He's a goon. He's a goon. You can't. You just can't do things like that. And that's what it is. Like for for the Blues, I don't like Jordan Bennington. I don't like David Perron. Um, that's I didn't like him when they had um, Pat Maroon, which that probably carried over to Tampa Bay for me because they got him. Um, yeah, just you know, once players, once guys are just buttholes like that, I just don't have anything. I well, for me, well, well, for me, it's also <laughs> that the Blues ineffectively ended Victor Arvidsson's career in Nashville. Um, yeah. Oh, with yeah. uh, Bertuzzo, who just like and Bennington and Bennington and Robert Bertuzzo has that reputation. Even Mason, again, you need to go listen to that interview in episode one nineteen. Everybody, it was a really good interview. He totally didn't even shy away from it. Uh, Mason said, look, Robert Bertuzzo is that type of player, you know? Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's kind of where the Blues uh, hatred comes from. But, uh, yeah, so oh. he's going to – Oh, I can't. I can't even. I can't even mic Twitter right now. Would love the Preds to get Maroon. He wins. Oh. Uh, I'd rather might... not win. I hate to you say and that. My, you and Mike Twitter are going to have to talk about that one. Oh, okay. my God. All well, right. So let's, right let's, anyway. let's list some of our Twitter responses on this. This is yep. a really good topic here. This is Catfish and Ice, <coughs> episode 120. We are revising our most despised NHL teams list. I would actually be really excited to see what our lists were way back in the early days of the pod to see how much it's changing. I would have to go back and listen. Well, but, I know um, mine with Tampa and the Blues. Yeah, yours is <laughs> I know change. that for a fact. Yeah. All right, so CJ Wodashek, who is a good friend of the pod in our Fantasy Hockey League, and is mm. also a really like big Milwaukee Admirals fan. He's been on the pod before. to get. He knows a lot about the Milwaukee Admirals, so we always bring him on. And yep. we hope to have him on again soon because, it's you know, we really want to know what's going on with the Admirals. But – uh. C.J. Wodoshek gave us his top five list. He went number one Bruins, number two Boo. Blues, number two Blues, number three Jets, number four Ducks, and number five Penguins. And I'm like, yeah. I called him out on it, Rich. I was like, I know. you're putting I the that. Penguins at number five? Yeah. After that? Oh, the Bruins? Mm. 
No. Can't He's got a really big dislike for your uh, fanboy crush team, Rich. He does. Absolutely. That's why I said Colorado was my number one, <laughs> but I was just kidding. Um, yeah, he said, he said, uh, what did he say? He said something about, I don't even remember why he doesn't like the Bruins, but I think uh, he just, forward. I know he doesn't like Brad Marchand and a lot of people don't, but you know, it's okay. It's all good. He said that my, his company is based out of Boston. Oh, and all okay. I hear, all I hear is how great their team is and blah, blah, blah. They make me want to root against the Bruins. All right. Fair enough. That's fair enough. That's all fair. Right. It is all about, it is all about personal experiences and what it you deal with every day. Yep. All right. Uh, UC Soros, who is also in our fantasy hockey league and a friend of yep. the show. He put Blackhawks at number one, Penguins, number two, Blues, number three, Red Wings, an old foe at number four. <laughs> he put in parentheses, whiny fan picks. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't expect to see this team on a Preds fan list. <laughs> yeah, but he put the Ra- he put the Rangers on there again because of the whiny fan base. Yeah, yeah. That's... So we're using uh we're using whiny fan bases as a criteria here for our list tonight. All right, fair enough. Um, you can't. I can get, I can get if you talk about that. fan bases, though, <clears throat> man, when you get on Twitter after a certain team or any team wins or loses. The comments, if you just go in and read them. Oh, well, yeah. If you're going to looking for them, yeah. So bad. So horrible. That is true. Oh, all all fan bases. Really all fan bases like, are bad about that. Fred's, Fred's fans are, are guilty of it as well. Everybody. Oh, yeah. We're, every fan base is guilty yeah. of that, for sure. You just got to stay away from but it. But some are worse than others, <laughs> so I do do wholeheartedly believe in that. All right. We got Ryan on Twitter. He puts his list. One Penguins, two Rangers. We're seeing another Rangers here. That's weird. Uh, th- three Blackhawks, four Blues, five Bruins. Your Bruins are coming <laughs> back on the list here. Boo. Boo. Uh, Chris on Twitter says, I hate the Jets also in Nashville, North, the Wild, in Dallas. And wait, damn, I hate them all. No, really, I hate the Penguins and the Dirty Ducks the most. There are players <laughs> that have a pretty unhealthy dislike for, and Malkin has been one of them for years. All right. Thanks he for didn't. that really good Except comment he didn't there. Type. He put ducks yeah. in parentheses. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go ahead and omit that. Yeah, we're a family. We're a family oriented podcast. But yeah, thank you yeah. for the, thank yeah. you for the comment, Chris. Nonetheless, yeah. So penguins, you're shooting up on our list here for sure. Very much. So. Uh, it's crazy, right? But crazy. Uh, yeah, so Malkin gets the four game suspension. In the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't affect the penguins at all. Because at worst yeah. case scenario for them, they might fall into the wild card position and the Capitals might jump ahead of them. Uh, yeah. The Capitals are four points behind the Penguins for a wild card spot. But other than that, the playoff field is so set. There is no yeah. drama in the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah. Mike Twitter said something. Race. Mike Twitter said something about it would help with Malcolm being suspended if the pre- if they were playing somebody who it would, like if it would help the Predators, but they're not playing anybody that would give the Predators any kind of boost. So, but no. truthfully, I mean, they survived the first half of the season without Malkin. He didn't play for a long time. Yeah, and they look at him now. So, I mean, it, it doesn't. No, matter. it's not gonna. It's not gonna affect the Penguins at all. <clears throat> uh, right now, every Eastern Coast team is thinking about the playoffs. Yeah, they want to yep. maybe battle for a couple seeds here and there. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's all set 
and the first round of the Easter conference playoffs is going to be a bloodbath. It's, I mean, oh, yeah. it really is. I mean, it, good luck picking who's going to win in the first round of the Eastern conference playoffs yeah, in each series. Crazy. It's going to be close, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's a tough, tough way to come out of the weekend, but we're going to keep, mm-hmm. stay, keep it positive here. We're going to do our best <clears throat> to keep it positive here. Cause according to moneypuck.com, the Preds still have like a 90% chance to make the playoffs. So our friend, uh, Lindsay put a message in our, um, fantasy hockey Twitter message board thing. Somebody had said that the predators chances were 94%. I, I don't even like, see how it's that high. But that's I crazy. Mean, yeah. I don't get that at all. These people know way more than we do about Absolutely. math and all this stuff. So I'm not going to question them. Yep. Me either. Me either. This is episode 120 of Catfish <laughs> on Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Howe, presented by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's get into some rapid-fire topics here for oh, episode yeah. 120. And the first topic I want to talk about is Jeremy Lazan. And everyone was criticizing the addition, including myself, to a good degree. I was, I was, I'll put myself in that category. Yep. Uh, because I wasn't crazy, obviously, about the second round draft pick that was given up to get him to just add another third, mm-hmm. third pairing bruiser, if you will, another, another, you know, you know, grind it out type of player. Like it, I wanted to see the Preds make a big addition. If they were going to make an addition at the trade deadline, I wanted to see the Preds get themselves a skilled player that could score yeah. goals. And so when I saw Jeremy Lazan, I was like, what is he going to bring to this team that this team doesn't already have? That's kind of where I was at on it. Yeah. But I got to tell you, he is quickly growing on me in that third pair role. And then he even got elevated to the top pairing. And did pretty well. Do you appeared think he did well, Rich? Well. I mean, he appeared to be playing well to me. He's even um, getting shots on goal. Yeah. I mean, he is. Like, he, yeah. he's, I know he didn't score, but he's mm-hmm. actually putting shots on goal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> I think, do you think, do you feel that, because everybody was upset about the second round pick that it tainted uh, their feelings for him. Do you think that was Mm -hmm. the thing or was it just? I think so. Well, I think a lot of people, including my, I can speak for myself. I didn't like the addition because I'm like, okay, the Preds are just doing what they always do. They're adding Mm -hmm. themselves another big quote unquote bruiser that likes to fight and likes to play physical. And it's like a lot of Preds fans are sick of that. Because we know what this team really needs is more goal scoring and more skilled players. Because mm-hmm. let me just put it in perspective for everybody. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people already know this. But the Preds might still miss the playoffs despite career years from Phil mm-hmm. Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, Tanner Janot. I mean, Roman Yossi, Ryan Johansson. <laughs> I mean, Roman Yossi might hit a hundred points this season. Ryan Johansson scored more goals than he's ever scored for this team. I mean, where does it end? I mean, you've got all these players having outstanding individual seasons. That's not even bringing up Alex Carrier. No one, Alex Carrier is getting completely overlooked. He's got more assists in his rookie year than what Roman Yossi did in the same amount of games. Yep. 
you know that rich yeah absolutely i mean was <clears throat> i mean the western conference and and the and the the predators um division is uh tough it's one of the toughest in my opinion yeah, i think it's yeah. very hard um so you know I can see it happening that if they don't make the playoffs, it will be a huge shame because of the year they're having, but, but it's just such a, it's such a tough conference, man. I mean, like, but nobody, like nobody's even talking about Alex Carrier, who's he's overshadowed because of all these other individual seasons, but Alex Carrier is having a really good season. He is. Yeah, he is having a good season. Oh, Um, look at Mike Twitter coming in with the Lucas Fiza. Lucas. He's calling him Lucas. Lucas, Lucas Spiza. That's good. That's his that's his assumed identity. I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> um, yeah, we've done all this without Lucas Spiza. Yeah, amazingly. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's like so <clears throat> many players, even you could even look at Mikel Granland and the amount of assists yep. he's put up, and he's had a bounce back here. I mean, it's yep. like, and this team might still miss the playoffs. I don't want to think negatively right now, but the point I'm trying to make is Everything had to break right for this team to even be in this moment right now. Yep. yep. And so when you see the at the <clears> deadline, <throat> there was opportunities out there to add a really big game-changing player. Yep. And what did they do? They got a Jeremy Lazan, another third-pairing fighter. They did. They and did. that's why I was that's why I was against it at the time. And I'm still not fully on board with it. But I got to tell you, he's growing on me because yeah. I really appreciated the way he played this past week. His time on the penalty <clears throat> kill, taking block shots to the to the gut. Mm-hmm. He's actually yeah. finding ways to get shots on goal. <laughs> of course, he's out there fighting, <clears throat> which we expected that. But, oh, yeah. I mean, That's he's right. he's growing on me. Yeah. So, I was okay when they, when they got him. I guess if you look at overall big picture – the predators are about where we thought they were going to be anyway. There it's just the, the bad part is it's a shame that these guys are playing so well and they can't seem to get over the hump. But when they got Lazan, I was okay with it because I remember watching him when he played for Boston, he did well for Boston. Um, Boston had a lot of really good defensemen the year he played a lot for them. Um, So he probably got overlooked a little bit and then, obviously went to Seattle and man, we know how Seattle's year has turned out. So you really can't look at that. I think what's going to happen is Matt Benning is probably not going to be with us at the end of the season. And I think that Lazan is going to be his replacement. Mm-hmm. And he is a, he is a, uh, a tad bit better than Benning. I, I agree you get a little more, yes. you get a little more out of him. Um, he's a bigger guy, which is what Hines obviously totally agree. Like. <clears throat> big dude can score here and there. Um, we'll fight at the drop of a hat, you know, <clears throat> which that's what their, their identity, that word that they like to use all the time. So I was good with it. I know the second round pick got everybody all in a tizzy, but. And Lazan is just, Lazan's just 24 years <laughs> old. Matt Benning is 27 years old. So yep. to your point, Rich, the Preds got a little younger. Yep. And. <clears throat> You got to assume if Matt Benning does not come back to this team next year, then the Preds got essentially the same player, if not a better mm-hmm. player, an upgrade. Yep. That player is younger. Mm-hmm. 
And I know you don't like the second round pick given up, but in the same token, you basically have have made Matt Benning a player you can let go in the offseason, like and just yep. let it go. Yep. And they'll save just a tad bit of money, but they want they want to keep Lazan. And I think he seems to really like playing there. So they'll keep <laughs> him. That, that would be that would shock me if Lazan's not yeah. um on this For team sure. next year. All right, that kind of really perfectly sends us into our next segment, which we want to really do an early look ahead to the offseason and what this team is really going to be up against. The front office and David Coyle, what are they going to be up against this offseason? Before we get into that, let's throw some love to our sponsor, DraftKings, which is the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Hockey fans... Feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook. As the playoff race really heats up, I'm telling you right now, there's no better playoff format than the Stanley Cup playoffs. And DraftKings is going to – yes, DraftKings is going to be there for you. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and up restrictions apply. See our show notes for details, please. If you have a gambling problem, we have information on how to get gambling help and responsible gambling practices. If the sports book isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. The Daily Fantasy is a lot of fun. That option's good for you. And I can personally tell you, because I use DraftKings all the time, that it's safe, secure, reliable. You can withdraw your winnings instantly into your bank account. And it's just a really easy way to have a little fun Bet a little money. I threw a little money on the Masters this weekend, though, and I oh, lost. Wow. Yeah, what, I put money what? on Dustin Johnson to come back, and he didn't. He didn't deliver for me, but it's okay. So is, is that how you bet on the Masters? Just who wins? No, golf is golf is just like throw. Golf, you can throw a really small amount of money out there because there's so okay. many golfers, and the payouts are really large. So it's like, oh, okay. you're just like it's like buying a lottery ticket. Okay, but yeah, uh, I was, there's they, you don't bet on like individual things that happen within the golf. No, games. you can. No, you oh, can. Really? You can do that like too. Yeah, like what? I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of prop bets out there that you can do. I normally just I hitch weird. my wagon to one golfer, so and weird. I just hope that that golfer can can rise above the thirty or forty other golfers that are out there. Like it's golf is really tough, but it if is. you if but Dustin Johnson didn't pull through for me, so it's okay. Yeah, I watched Tiger Woods though. I was really pulling for Tiger Woods because uh, that man should not even be alive. No, after the like car the accident he had, and yeah. to see him actually walk that golf course, and he looked really good on Thursday and Friday. He made some good putts. He made some good chips. <clears> but I read I mean, that he he just could not put it together over the weekend. But Tiger Woods. It was still really cool just to see him on the golf course. Yeah. I read that he did well and then kind of messed up a little bit. 
on the well what people don't realize about augusta national is it's a very mountainous hilly golf course Mm. and what everyone was talking about Mm. was how is tiger woods gonna be able to walk this golf course yep for four straight days like I mean, they thought that his leg was going to have to be amputated after that oh, car accident. Yeah, I remember that. And the fact that he even walked four days on this golf course yeah. is just an incredible accomplishment in itself. So I was happy to see Tiger Woods out there, even though his score wasn't that great. Yeah. All right, so let's get right. into the early look ahead to the offseason, even though we hope the offseason's pushed away and the Preds go on a deep run of the playoffs. We're still going to take an early look ahead at this offseason mm-hmm. and what the Preds front office has in store for them. And, um, yeah. Rich, you want to go ahead and take a stab at what the elephant in the room is <clears throat> on that one? Well, I think it all hinges on whether or not Philip Forsberg is still here. That's yeah. that's a big, huge piece. Um, if he walks, they're going to be searching for another big name forward um trying to woo somebody here i don't know who it would be uh they're going to need somebody to to fill a huge gap left by him and they'll have they'll have a lot of money to to pay so you want to hear person. this i do so i got a date for you rich that you might want to mark on your calendar as okay. a date where you need to make sure you have something happy planned in case things this- go bad okay july 13th <laughs> 2022 is the day that NHL free agency signing period begins. Okay. So at the very worst, Philip Forsberg will be a national predator until July 13th. And maybe after. And that's when all hell breaks loose. That's when all hell breaks loose. You know, we thought he was walking too, but he wound up staying. There's just so I've already at stake here. Yeah. (laughs) Seems like so. I've already uh, said, I've already said, if if David Poyle watches this team not only miss the playoffs, despite all these great things happening individually, and he loses Philip Forsberg, I man. might have to take a year off from this team. Oh, gosh. Okay, I can't do that because I do a podcast, but I, I'm going to be tempted. I'm telling you, Rich, I'm going to be tempted. It's, it's yeah. <clears throat> so... I haven't watched the team as long as you have. I know it's always been a struggle, um, but just the the time that I have watched them and been my favorite team, I'm not going to lie. It, it is a struggle sometimes because you just see nothing gets better. It seems like that there's always some kind of problem or whatever, but um, hopefully they just got to keep him, keep Philip Forsberg, please. Somehow. I don't know how, but. They got to do it. They got to figure out a way. And what I'm really afraid of is that David Poyle has actually backed himself into a corner. He has no leverage now in the negotiating table. Philip Forsberg has all the power. And if Philip Forsberg wants 10 million a year now, he's going to get 10 million a year. He, yeah. Yeah. Whereas you maybe could have, I wasn't behind the scenes. I wish I was, but maybe you could have gotten him for 9 million a year. I don't know, but but now, Phil, there's a team out there, not named the National Predators, that will probably pay him nine point five to ten million a year. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know which team that is, but there's a team out there that will do it. 
And so yeah, now the question sure. comes down to how much money is Will, David Poyle willing to shell out? And I'm just not so sure that David Poyle is going to do it. I yeah, I don't know. It, you you hear him talk school, like he's yeah. an old school general manager, Rich. He's old school. I don't know if he's willing to pay the money. He might be cheap. Yeah, um, he makes it sound like they're not too far apart. So hopefully that is mm. true. Um, I I'm know. really hoping hoping that that's true. But um, that's a big, huge part of what's going to happen next year. Um, if you look at some other some other players, um, this kind of goes into another one of our <coughs> rapid fire questions about lineup decisions. You, you we had mentioned um, in the mm-hmm. notes about Ellie Tovenin. Yes, <clears throat> so I think. I think um, Hines is souring on a few players, mm-hmm. and I think he may be one. I think Luke Cunning is one. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I know that Favreau didn't play. We never really heard. Yeah, what sure is going on hurt. with that? <laughs> yeah. What is going on with that? I don't get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really weird. So these are – Kind of some things you're going to be looking for in the off season, like what's going to does, happen with with those guys. Does like Dante like Fabro? Does Dante Fabro have some dirt on John Hines? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, you never really heard just, if he was hurt or or what. But that's such a weird dynamic, though. Like, I mean, because we it saw is. it in the playoffs last year too. Yeah. Like, I I just like because I don't think Dante Fabro's played that bad. I mean, no. I mean, the, I mean, he's still he such a young mistakes, player. But... He's only twenty three. <coughs> yeah. He's only twenty three <clears throat> years old. I mean, he's he's younger than Jeremy Lazan, who we're talking about here. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he's got one more year left on his contract. So I yeah. mean, yeah, I don't know. I, that's I such no a weird idea. dynamic to me. The whole John Hines Dante Fabro <laughs> situation. But I'll tell you one thing: Hines is not afraid to make some really bold lineup decisions, not only with think, Dante Fabro, but he healthy <laughs> scratched Ellie Tolvanen last week yep. uh, to kind of, it, it kind of came off as to give him a little bit of a reset yep. to uh, yep. almost be like, Hey, take a game off, refocus yourself. And uh, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for that. I think that could be a very beneficial thing for a young player like Tolvanen. Yep. But at some point, we got to stop making excuses for the whole Tolvanen's young player uh, yeah. thing. Well, that's... And uh, <clears throat> he's still obviously got time to figure it out, but John Hines yeah. is sending a very clear message that he's not afraid to healthy scratch a player. Yeah, and that's that's why I brought him up. Like <clears throat> We know that he got moved up to the second line with Graylin and Duchesne. It, I, it feels like it's kind of like an audition. It's like, hey man, you're getting you're getting top six minutes now. You need to start producing. Or I mean, like in the off season, you don't know. I don't know what is. I haven't looked at his contract or, or whatever. But like, you know, is he auditioning even to keep his job for next? You talking about Ellie Tolvanen? Yeah, Tolvanen. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, <clears throat> like, and I know that they moved Tomasino up to the first line. They're obviously not going to get rid of him. Um, but they're kind. Of, he's kind of saying to these guys, "Hey, man, this is your shot. You guys are getting uh, good minutes. I need to." I mean, Ellie Tolvanen's under contract for a few more years. Yeah, 
Uh, so, I mean, I don't think it's a it's a situation <clears throat> where he's they going anywhere anytime them. soon. Gotcha. But I think he's such an important future piece of this team. I mean, this organization desperately needs Ellie Tolvin to be a top six elite yeah. scoring type of player. And well, that's, he's had that's, some bad luck. His shooting percentage has suffered. <clears throat> he's I've seen so many instances this season where Tolvanen was in the right place to score <clears throat> and the goalie just makes a great save. Yeah, you're, and that's true. And he's hit the post a few times. I know that. But that's kind of what we were talking about, like offseason, like what, like what's going to happen? Like if Tolvanen doesn't start producing in these last 10, 11 games mm-hmm. or whatever, like they're going to have to figure something out for like secondary scoring mm-hmm. uh, in addition to finding somebody if Forsberg leaves or whatever. Because Duchesne's obviously stepped up. Johansson's playing better. Um, Forsberg's obviously Forsberg. Mm-hmm. But you need those secondary scorers, and that's what the role that Tolvanen is supposed to be in. And eventually, Tomasino is going to be in Tomasino or better, you know, secondary yes. or better. Oh, Tom, Tom, uh, Tomasino <clears throat> should be a day yeah. one top six starting player right. on next year's team. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But um, uh, going back to, we also don't know at all what's going to happen in the free agency signing period. And we mm-hmm. totally expect the Preds to have plenty of buying power this offseason with their cap situation. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we have to wait and see what kind of money they have to end up paying Forsberg to keep him. Mm-hmm. But even after that, yeah. I expect the Preds to have a little money to spend. So we don't know what's going to happen with that. But you're yeah. looking at a Nick Cousins who's going to be an unrestricted free agent. I do not expect him to come back. I think oh, yeah. that Nick Cousins is going to expect a raise, and I don't think the Preds should pay him for a raise. I think he's nah. a good player. I think he's a glue player. I, I don't have any problem with Nick Cousins. I just don't think he fits the makeup of this team moving forward. <clears throat> yeah, it seems like, yeah, he, he doesn't really – I don't know. He's had times when he has seemed like – one of those guys, but it just seems lately it's, I mean, it's he, not been that case. He's so. a one. He's a one point five million dollar player right now. I mm-hmm. think he's going to expect more, and unless the Preds want to pay him more than that, another team's going to pluck him up for more than that. Yep. So I don't see Nick Cousins as a long term Preds player. So yep. he's probably gone. I could be wrong, but I don't see him sticking around. Ben Harper. <laughs> yeah, don't even, uh, I don't think don't we even, need him. I don't think so either. Mark Borowiecki signed a contract, so he's under contract for another year after yep. this. And that was a really good story that Brooks Bratton wrote. I was um, going to say something about that. Yeah, for sure. You want to you want to kind of talk about that a little bit, Rich? I, I didn't that? read the whole I didn't read the whole article, but I did see a quote from Borowiecki about how. Um, he feels valued uh, with the Predators yes. more more than he ever has. Yeah, I've got the, the quote right plays. here. Yeah, I've got the quote Go right ahead. here. It yeah, says, from Brooks Bratton, who covers the team, Brooks Bratton, uh, it says, quote, it's our lives and our identities right now. And I think when you have a group that's tight-knit like that, that can kind of be an X, fa- X factor down the stretch here just because you want to play hard for each other. And I totally see that with this team. I really do. Yeah. For all the – for all the downfalls that this team has, and I know we criticize this team all the time. Yep. I totally see that this team plays for each other. 
They do. Yeah. And so and when I see a so when I see a quote like that from Mark Barvietsky when it t- comes to playing for each other and how mm-hmm. he feels appreciated by this organization, I love yep. that. I love to see that. And so he's going to be a part of this team next year for sure. Yeah. And he took a pay cut uh, too to stay. So um, he really likes it here, and I I think he is appreciated. The fans like him. He does a good job. He puts it all out there. Um, so I like. To so be you look. I mean, sure. you look at the defense, Nick. This is really mm-hmm. where the – I think the Preds are going to have to focus majorly on their defensive core in the offseason because you've got Jeremy Lozano. Okay, expect him to stick around. You've got Mark Borowiecki, but you've still got Jeremy Davies, who you want to elevate. You've got Dante Fabro, who, I mean, you expect <laughs> him knows? to be around. And then <laughs> yeah. you've still got Matias Ekholm, Alexander Carrier, and Roman Yossi, who are locks for the, for the team for, yep. for the long – long-term period so you got to figure that part out and then when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the Fords Luke Cunning is kind of like he's under contract he's not a free agent this year but he has definitely been the player that a lot of people including myself I love his fight I love his grit Mm -hmm. I even said that I love when he sticks up for his teammates and he doesn't put up with anything but his play itself has been very underperforming Unfortunately, it has absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, these all these guys go through patches and stretches where they don't play well. But yeah, he just seems like something's going on with him as well. 20, as a top six player, twenty points in seventy two games is not going to get it done. No, no. Twelve goals, eight assists. You love all the hits. You love all the fighting. You love the passion that Luke Cunning brings. Yep. But that's not a top six player, really. No. Like, that's more of a fourth-line glue guy. You know, that's not the numbers you want to see from a player who's getting top six minutes. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. So, that's kind of where you're at with Luke Cunning. hmm For sure. And then, just really looking at some of these up-and-coming players who are in Milwaukee, how about Cody Glass? Cody Glass oh, is yeah. tearing apart the AHL right now for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Cody Glass, who started the season on the Preds roster mm-hmm. and immediately, immediately got sent down to the to the Admirals. Immediately. Yep. And it was basically pinned as Cody Glass needs to go down to Milwaukee and really reestablish his game. He needs to really develop. And boy, yep. has he ever. Mm-hmm. Cody Glass has 46 assists, 60 points in 63 games for Milwaukee wow. this year. His 46 assists are near the top of the league in the AHL right now. Wow. That's so huge. you got to expect Cody Glass to have a really good chance to once again be in the starting lineup. Maybe Cody Glass can be a replacement of uh, Nick Cousins. That's a good – that would be a good uh, good switch, swap – I guess would be the word. Yeah, and I'll you take still that. have and and you still have Tommy Novak who played really good at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, and then he got hurt and he ended up not ever making his way back in the lineup. So you got to wonder where Tommy Novak fits into next season. So there's a lot that's going to really have to be figured out this off season. Yep, absolutely. And then of course goaltending speaking. Uh, hello, Lindsay. Lindsay oh, just Lindsay. knocked me. Lindsay knocked me out of the. Catfish on Ice fantasy hockey playoffs. She sure did. Oh, Lindsay. Hmm. 
I just wasn't my team wasn't enough. Lucas yep. Fiza could not put together a good enough team. Oh to man, take, to take down Lindsay's team <laughs> in yep. fantasy hockey. Yep, that's crazy. So, uh, anyway, hello, Lindsay. Yeah. All right, and so one more thing: David Riddick is going to be an undrafted free agent. We are unrestricted free agent, yep. and so we don't expect him to make it back to the Preds. But Lindsay, who just popped into the podcast, we really hope you still stay a Preds fan and you still yep. continue to follow the team with us because we love having you. She likes Tanner Janot a lot. So Tanner Janot will keep her around. Yeah, I think so. Tanner Janot's yeah. not going anywhere, Lindsay. No, but yeah, the offseason's a little murky. We don't know what they're going to do. And if, if they do wind up getting um, paying some money out and getting another forward, uh, uh, top six type person, you know, there's going to be some shifting to do again uh, with, with the lineup to, to make it all fit. So I guess we'll see what happens. It's going to be we'll a little see crazy. see what happens. See what's all right. What's so what do we want to, we want to talk about, uh, talk about cold hard picks real quick before we Let's go get into the cold hard picks. You, how about you update everyone on how we did last week with our cold hard picks and then we'll reveal right. Our picks for this week. Let's you, give me some good news here, Rich, because we've been struggling oh, on our did, cold hard picks. You did great, sir. Oh, did I? You Finally. you got you went three for three with your took cold me hard long picks. enough. You did awesome. I went. All I right. only got one. So, so tell me, a, t- t- tell yeah. us the picks from last week, real quick. What, okay, what did I, what so did, what did I took, go with? Uh, what did you go with? <clears throat> you took uh, Senators over the Canadians, Blue Jackets over the Flyers, Lightning over the Capitals. All three of those things happen. I so um, two of my two of my three picks, two of my three games I picked were like complete like yeah. they didn't those games know. didn't even matter though in those standings. Yeah, they don't, but yeah, it's all right. It's all good. So then I took Leafs over the Panthers. That did not happen. Penguins over the Avalanche did not happen. Predators over the Wild, that did happen. That got me one point. So as of well, right now, <clears throat> you are winning five points to four. You you moved ahead. So you're winning right now. So our picks for this week, week, here's here's what we have for this week. So you're saying stars over the lightning, which that's huge. That's a good one. So let let me, let me give you a little, (laughs) just let me give you a little bit of a, a reasoning behind my pick there. I feel like the lightning are probably on a little bit of a coast right now. They're a little on cruise control right now. Whereas the stars are very much the more desperate team in that matchup. Right. And don't discount the stars for beating anybody. They are one of those types of teams that can yep. just, they can lose to anybody. They can beat anybody. They're that, they're Absolutely. that big of a, they're almost like the predators in a lot of ways. So I see the stars <laughs> just really making us even more and more anxious and nervous about the Preds making the playoffs. I think they're going to beat the lightning. On Tuesday, that's that's a that's a good uh, good pick there. Um, well, kind of bold, but like you said, probably in cruise control mode. So, so then your second one, you took uh, the New Jersey Devils over the Coyotes. I think uh, that's probably I think that's probably gonna happen. That's a tough pick, though. I I, yeah. I figured I would pick a tough one there. Yeah. Well, New Jersey beat Dallas the other day, and it was glorious to watch. So it was a good game. I watched the end of it. So. The other one you got Golden Knights over the Canucks. So that's I hope I'm wrong. I'm yeah, hope I'm wrong. 
I hope I'm wrong <laughs> on two of my three picks this week, but I, I mean, I, I too. Yep. the Canucks are another team that really have nothing to play for at this point, And the nope, Golden Knights have pride. everything to play for. So just pride. Yeah. Yep. So mine, <clears throat> I took the Bruins over the blues. That's a tough it's game the, to pick. It is. Rich. Bruins need, <clears throat> need to need to win though. So I think they'll be coming out a little tougher. So, and they should have posture knock back. He got hurt. So um, I think they'll have him back by then. If not, they might be in trouble. Uh, the other one I took was Rangers over the Hurricanes. Ooh. That's my big – yeah, right? Rangers yeah. just clinched the playoffs officially. They're in, so. Nope. Well, then maybe not. I don't know. Well, we'll see what I, they're, they're still playing for pride. They're still – I mean, these these they still yep. want to win. Yep, that's true. The last one is Oilers over the Wild. So, I think the Oilers are going to be – the Wild are probably – I don't think they're on cruise control so much, but they're they're feeling a little bit better. But the Oilers, I think, are are definitely going to want to. Oilers are coming into form. Oilers yeah. are really starting to come into form. The Oilers were dead in the water for the longest time. Like people were talking about how the Oilers might not even make the playoffs, and now all yeah. of a sudden they're like finally just clicking on all cylinders. And yep. I mean, they are a, they're a team that could definitely <laughs> once again make some noise. I know they choke in the playoffs all the time, much like the Toronto Maple Leafs do in the Eastern Conference. But yep. yeah, they're yep. com- those are some good picks by you, Rich. I I like your we'll picks. See. So we'll see. We'll see that how Rangers, we do. That Rangers over the Hurricanes win, man. I don't know about that one. But. We will look back at our picks on Thursday in episode one twenty one. Let's yep. get to our clutch performers of the week. We got four games to look at. Yeah, because we we said in last week's episode, even though we went live after the game, we said we would count the Minnesota win as this week's clutch performers. So we have four games to look back at, Rich. Yep, yep. I All saw right, so you. Already, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was it was good. So yeah, I was. We're on the same wavelength. I think either that or I copied from you. So um, I don't know <laughs> which right. one to do. But go ahead and let go me ahead and give yours. And we'll talk yeah, about I'll go and sh- those are the, those I'll are go the and three that share I my- as well. All right. So I, here's my close performers of the week. And it was kind of tough. And I do have a really good honorable mention. And I really wanted to put this player in the top three, but I just couldn't do it. But um, number number three for me coming in is Matt Duchesne. Matt mm-hmm. Duchesne had three goals, two assists, 12 shots on goal. So he's continuing his aggressive offensive pace. Yep. Also chipped in for three block shots. You know, what have we always accused Matt DeShane of doing? Disappearing. Yep. Going on these long stretches where it's like, where are you, Matt DeShane? He has yeah, not absolutely. done that this season. He's not. Yep. And and I'm really, really just so impressed by how every game Matt DeShane looks completely locked in. He looks completely focused. And I've been so nervous and anxious that he's going to throw us a, a mm-hmm. five or ten game stretch where he just oh, yeah. goes goose egg and just do doesn't now. show up. And he's not doing it for us. He's <laughs> really he's. I mean, he'll have a game here or there where he doesn't do much, but for the most part, he has stayed consistent all season. So he's my number three clutch performer of the week. Is Matt Duchesne? He had yep. a really really strong week once again. My number two clutch performer of the week is, I mean, come on now. It's got to be Roman Yossi. Clutch. Roman Yossi had a couple Roman Yossi had a couple games where he was also a little quiet. 
Mm-hmm. He, you know, he didn't do much against Florida. He only had two block shots, but he also didn't score a point against Pittsburgh. But then you right. look at what he, you look at what he did against Ottawa. You look at what he did last Tuesday against Minnesota, and he still put up a six point week, seven blocks, eight hits, and. I mean, yep. he's he's still quarterbacking this team completely right now. Yep. He's and, the definition of clutch. Yes. And he comes in at number two for me this week, which yep. means you got to do a lot to be number one ahead of Roman Yossi on my clutch reformers. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to a player who I have been very, very adamant about criticizing. Hey. But I'm well not going to do it. Though. Credit where credit is deserved. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johansson is my number one clutch performer of the week. Yep. He got his first hat trick <clears throat> with that's crazy. the Preds. But yeah, I mean, how does that even happen? He got his first hat trick. He scores five goals on the week, 14 shots on goal on the week, including seven shots on goal in his hat trick game against Minnesota. He scored the game-winning goal against Ottawa on the power play. He's been really aggressive. He's been focused. He's been in on his game. And he's really rising up at a time when the Preds really, really need him. So he's my top clutch performer of the week is Ryan Johansson. My honorable mention is Jeremy Lazan, who racked up – Jeremy Lazan racked up 21 hits on the week, five block shots, chipped in on the penalty kill for some really big penalty killing time. Yep. He's my honorable mention. I really wanted to put Lazan <clears throat> in my top three, but I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Got moved, got to play with the captain uh, against Pittsburgh. That was awesome. Yeah, that's a good list. Yeah, that's definitely a good list this week for sure. How do you Roman have your Yossi, top three? Yeah, Roman Yossi is going to be on the list probably all the time. He's just clutch, man. He's he's like clutch when he's eating breakfast, I'm sure, like just <laughs> all day. So Everything Roman Yossi. So when Roman when Roman Yossi's putting the syrup over his waffles, it's clutch. Like he's he probably doesn't eat waffles, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody eats waffles. I don't know. Do those guys? They're on diets. They're on special diets. I don't know. I mean, they're humans. All right. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, good list for sure. Definitely awesome. All right. Awesome. So that's awesome. your list too. That's your two. List yeah, that's two who I, Yeah, that's who I was going to pick. Yeah. All right. Same. Perfect. All right. Same thing. Yeah, I mean. All right. Well, this is episode 120 of Catfish on Ice. It's been a really fun episode. We appreciate everyone watching on YouTube, commenting on the stream, interacting with us on social media. And we are going to close out episode 120 like we always do with a little positivity because we all need a little positivity in this world. This crazy world we have. And we always end every episode, or we try to, with the fun things on we saw on the interwebs. Yep. And uh Rich, do you did you see some of my my interweb tweets that I came across this week that I were don't, just awesome? I don't remember. I, I have one too. Uh, maybe unless you have it as well. Well share but yours you first, actually. Share yours okay. first and then we'll get to my, some of the so ones this I one, had. This one was um a tweet that that uh broadcaster Lindsay Rowley put out. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see I that? Did, I did yeah, see so it. So she was standing behind the bench and someone threw a glove and uh, she had something in her hands and could not catch it. And like it hit her a little bit and she kind of like 
fell down and she was saying that like almost got taken out by a glove or whatever. That was pretty funny. It was it was awesome <laughs> that was, to see her laugh about it and stuff. Yes. So that was a good one. I like that a lot. You love it when a you love it when someone can laugh at themselves. You know, yeah. we need more of that. Don't take yeah, life sure. too seriously, type of thing. No. Lindsay Rowley, I mean, I would we would love to have her on the podcast sometime. Oh, for sure. If she happens to listen to this or comes across us on here tonight, Somebody we would please. be more than honored to have Lindsay Rowley on Catfish and Ice. She is one of the yeah. best out there. Like we love Lindsay Rally, but that was yeah. a really uh, yeah. funny. So I've got one here. I'm a big animal guy, Rich. I think you yeah. know this. Yeah. Love animals. Uh, animals are like way more likable to me than humans. I'm just going to be <laughs> honest. But sure. uh, I, I came across some good ones this week. But one that literally made me laugh out loud. Not like just LOL laugh out loud. But I'm seeing like I literally laughed out loud. Oh, wow. So this person put out a tweet. This is from um, Amanda Softstar. I don't, I don't know on at a SOF star on Twitter, but it's a picture of a cat, and it looks like a Garfield cat. Okay, and it looks like this cat is taking a selfie, <laughs> and it's a real cat. Oh, and that's crazy! The cat, and the caption says, "Guys in their forties taking selfies." I think I did see that. Actually, you gotta see it to to really laugh at it. But it's so true. I think the way I did this see cat, the one. way this cat looks, looking in this phone camera, and it's literally how I take my selfies. And so <laughs> it's got 70, 77,000 likes at this point. Wow! And almost six thousand retweets. But it's hilarious. Speaking of of cool animals, I saw a Twitter a tweet you put out. Of your dog playing in the creek, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's always a good one, yeah. yeah. I got another good animal in here. This is more of a joke here. This is from Mariana Z on Twitter. She puts out, my dog accidentally swallowed a whole bag of Scrabble tiles. We took, him to the vet. we took him to the vet to get him checked out. No word yet. <laughs> and if that's over yeah. your head, basically, yeah. Scrabble, it's a word game. There's no word yet on the Scrabble tiles. Thought that was meaning funny. that the dog hasn't. <laughs> if we got to explain it to you anymore, then I don't know what to tell you. Hasn't gotten rid of the Scrabble tiles yet. And then the last one I got here that was really cool. I always love when athletes, especially the really worldly famous, like insanely famous athletes, throw some love back to fans and throw some mm-hmm. love back to just regular people. And I don't know if you know, I know you're not a big football guy, Rich, but you know who JJ Watt is, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So JJ Watt put out a really cool tweet. JJ Watt, by the way, has got almost 6 million followers on Twitter. So he's kind of a big deal, but uh, he put crazy. out a tweet here that says landed in London, went for a walk around and was stopped by this woman who immediately said no way and starting rolling up her pant legs. Wasn't sure what to expect at that moment, but my own face wouldn't have made the top five guesses. Next level fan love. Thank you. She basically had socks on of J.J. Watt with, what his, are the uh, odds? with his eye paint on. What are the odds took, of that? And he took a picture. He took a picture with her pointing at the socks, smiling. And I just think that's really awesome when uh, these really, you know, big time athletes just – show some humility, show some down-to-earthness, 
And J.J. Watt's one of the best defensive players in our generation in the NFL. And just to see that, make that, I'm sure that he made that person's year, that person's, you know, like it's just so cool to see stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. And what are the odds, man? Go to London and run into someone on the street wearing your socks. That's and he also has a really good sense of humor because in the background, there's a shop window that says, shop with your DNA. And J.J. Watt responded to his own tweet and said, no, I have no idea what shop with your DNA means. Sounds creepy. <laughs> That's awesome. And he also took a picture with, uh, he, he took a picture with a couple who were, uh, apparently they're from Houston, living in Europe. And basically wow. they ran into J.J. Watt randomly. Wow. That's crazy. So just a really cool thing. You love to see these professional athletes do that kind of thing. Yep. Show a little down to earthness. Super popular. Yeah. And so. we know that press players are really good about that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. Like if I could just run into Pecorine in the mall, like oh. shopping for shopping for random stuff, I would that would like probably I wouldn't need to do anything else the rest of my life. That would be that would make my life complete. My my goal is to get my Pecorine home jersey signed by him somehow. I don't know how that's going to happen. It might not ever happen, but I would love to have that. So, how can I make that happen? Anybody? Any well, ideas? Well, um, it's your lucky day, Rick, because <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and pull uh, Pecorine up in my speed dial, and uh, um, he's we'll uh, make it he's, happen. He's selling his house in Nashville. Did you see that? Well, that makes me sad. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's a big, huge old house, too. It's nice. Um, We're supposed to end the podcast on a positive note, Rich, and you're, you're telling well, me sure. that Pecorine is leaving Nashville. Yep, he'll, he'll buy another house here, I'm sure. So I hope so. <clears throat> All right. Anyway. Well, this has been episode 120 of yes. Catfish on Ice. It's been really fun to have my awesome co-host, Rich Howe, back with yep. me. I had to run solo last week, Rich. I know. Kudos to you because that's that's tough. You did a good but job. But I was I was really I was really happy that you got to spend time with your family. Yeah, thank uh, you. How did how did the spring break go with your uh, with your family? It was good. We went <clears throat> to the to the Louisville Zoo. They do a thing every year where they put out. Um, they have like a light festival, and they got these animals that are all like lantern, like Chinese lantern type thing. So we did that, and then went to another museum on Friday. Went and saw Morbius Friday night. Um, yeah, just kind of hung out. It was a good time. That's awesome, man. Uh, family time. always comes first. I always say that, and yep. that will always be true. But we appreciate everyone joining us tonight. We will be back this Thursday for a brand yep. new episode of Catfish on Ice. So stay tuned for that. We love all of our listeners. Shout out to Renegades of Puck, a fellow podcast in Nashville. We appreciate them as well and all the support they show to National Predators yep. hockey, local hockey, and also the kind words they threw to us as well. Uh, yep. We appreciate sure. them a lot as well. We will see you this Thursday. Thanks a lot. This has been Catfish on Ice, episode 120, with Chad Minton and Rich Howe, brought to you by DraftKings, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We hope you have a great week, and we will see you this Thursday. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.
soundtrack.